bringing it home with Sarah and Tanil. Hey, Sarah. Good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Go April ahead. is just rolling along. Halfway through here. I know. Where's the time going? I don't know. I don't know. But we are headed towards summer, and that's a good thing in my book. Oh, I know that's your favorite time of year. I love summer, but I tell you one thing. I'm going to need some money this summer. <laughs> yes, all these trips. Well, I needed money back in the winter, too, to pay utility bills. So that's we always need money. That's right. Yes. And, you know, I want us to think about our kids. They need money, too. That, you know, they do. They'll spend yours if they exactly don't have right. any. Yes. <laughs> so today we're going to have a little money chat okay. with a friend and co-worker of ours. Yes. We've got a guest today, guys, Dr. Chris Need. He is the assistant professor and family and consumer economic specialist for UT Extension. Oh, we love him. Hey, Chris. Oh, hello, you all. It's great to be with you. Well, I tell you what, technology is awesome because you're able to join us from yes. East Tennessee, <laughs> and we are talking to all of our listeners within Tennessee and beyond about money and children. It's awesome. It is awesome. Yes. So the reason we picked this topic for this week mm -hmm. is actually on Thursday, April 22nd, it's National Teacher Children to Save Day. I did not know there was a day. I know. But I it sounds like a good idea. It is. So I want to jump right in with some questions for Chris. Okay. Chris, you ready for us? All right. I'm ready. <laughs> well, you know, the, the hope that we all have is that most families are including their children in some of the financial discussions that are happening in their homes. What age do you suggest that money discussions with children begin? In the womb. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is trying. Oh, Chris, I'm sorry. Let's let the experts speak. Go, Chris. Well, you know, Tanil, I actually kind of agree with you. You all, I think money discussions have to start at a very young age. You know, when we're teaching our children about money, we're also instilling in them values and character traits that we as adults and parents believe are important. So I, I was reading a book one time and someone said, you should start letting your children think about money, play with money as soon as they won't put it in their mouth and swallow it. Oh, so yeah. At a very, very young age, That's true. you've got to start introducing them to this is money, this is what we use it for, and just really some very simple things and very, very simple discussions you need to start very young indeed. Hmm. So not quite the womb, but you know, <laughs> pretty soon thereafter, <laughs> pretty yeah. soon after it. And, and you know, this is something that adults struggle with. So I don't know how in the world we're going to teach our children this, but there's the concept of needs versus wants. And so, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, us right. adults, we struggle with this a little <laughs> bit. So are there any tips for starting to teach this concept in childhood needs versus wants? Yes. Okay. Yes. You know, Tanil, I think back, I'm going to give you all an example. Um, like, right now I'm on this kick of I want to build a, a screened-in porch on my house. Okay. You know, and, and, and in true me fashion, I've already picked out the pillows and what I'm going to use as an area rug, and I don't even have a foundation. <laughs> you are beginning so, with the end in mind. There's no problem and, with that. Well, hey, look something at you. Like that. <laughs> but, you know, I think for parents and caregivers, many times, we jump into this idea of teaching children about money and we don't even have a clue about what we value and what mm. we see as wants so and needs true. ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I use that example to just drive home the idea that before you can start teaching your children about wants and needs or about money values, as an adult, we've got to make sure we've got those things 
in order and we know what we value and what we see as wants and needs in our own lives. Uh, that, I think, is the very, very first step. Once you do that, then you can move on to even just very simple activities of taking a child with you shopping. I know it's a horrible thing uh, to do sometimes, <laughs> especially in the grocery store. Oh, we both are rolling our eyes. I Been know, there, done I know, that. I know it's awful. <laughs> Got to do it again this week. <laughs> powerful, what a powerful, powerful place to talk about wants versus needs. Uh, when you're even sitting down and looking online or maybe you're looking through a magazine, what a great way to talk about wants versus needs in that situation. And then what about after a television show? TV gives us so many teachable moments about money and about finances. You can certainly use TV as a way to bring up conversations about wants and needs with children. Well, I just think about even like all the commercials on Saturday mornings or even just, you know, on the kid networks. Those are needs. They're yes. going to see those as needs. Oh <laughs> so I'm hearing that we're going to have to do some soul searching ourselves as adults before we can effectively have his needs and wants conversation right. with children. Wow. Exactly. But I will say this. We don't have to be perfect as parents and grownups to teach our children about money. Um, so don't let that fear hold you back. But we do have to have some thought about what it is that we value and what our wants and needs are as adults before we can have those conversations with children. It makes sense. Yeah, it yeah, does. for sure. That's a great, some great advice, Chris. I want to jump to another topic: um, allowance. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, a lot of families do give their children allowances. Sometimes they tie it to a chore or jobs done around the house, or sometimes, you know, they just set an amount. They just give it to them. Yes, they just give them the money. Mm -hmm. So how do you suggest parents, you know, make that decision on whether or not they want to provide an allowance, um, if they want to tie it to a job, if they want to just give them money? Okay, Sarah, self-disclosure time. Do you do allowance at your house? We don't necessarily do an allowance, but um, we do pay them like for if Josh needs help help doing his yards and mm-hmm. why it helps him mm-hmm. he'll pay him mm-hmm. um if Bailey Ann does something extra we'll give her a little so money. they have opportunities to earn extra right. along the way right okay Chris what should we be doing <laughs> <laughs> tell Sarah she's wrong now I I knew you all were going to ask this question so I I started doing some digging because I thought I certainly have my own personal opinions probably mm-hmm. based on just how I was raised right. as a child but what, what's really interesting is the, the research is a, a mixed bag about this. First of all, um, this idea of whether we tie allowance to work or we don't, um, there's really no definitive answer. A lot of it, you all, comes back to what do you value as a family? Now, I know growing up, my parents never gave me money just to give me money as an allowance. Uh, <laughs> either. Yeah, no. <laughs> You know, y'all, that was a that was a value that we had as a family. Now, I'm not saying that, that it's good or bad either way. Right. But I'm saying as a family and as parents, you have to decide what is it that I want to instill in my child and what are my values around this. Uh, for my parents, very much they believed work was tied with money, and they wanted us to see that connection from a very, very young age. Um but then also when we talk about um, amounts, about an allowance, you know, there's all of this discussion about do I give a, a dollar per year? Do I give um, 
75 cents per year I even saw in one book that I read. I would really say take away all this discussion about whether it should be tied to work, whether it should the amount that we should give, and really think about the importance of an allowance as a teachable tool for parents. Hmm. Uh, an allowance is so powerful because what it does is it allows, if I can use that word there, it allows your child to learn about money, but it allows them to make mistakes with money. Mm. And that is the key. I would rather have someone make a money mistake at 13 than at 33. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Really, really bad. So let them have that money. Let them divide that money out into spending, saving, and sharing. And let them make some mistakes because that's how you're going to have those teachable moments and to really use that allowance as a, a tool for teaching money management to children and preteens. I love that thought. I hadn't really considered, you know, letting them make the mistake with this money now. Oh, absolutely. But you're, that absolutely. is so true. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say, let's say that your child saves up $5 and they're ready to go to the store and they're going to buy this toy and you know it's cheap, right? This toy is cheap, and it's going to break the next day. That's a perfect time to have a discussion with them about you could save a little bit more money and buy something of a little bit better quality that's going to last. But if they insist on buying the cheap toy, let them buy it and let it break. You know, I'm not trying to be heartless. But <laughs> it sounds pretty heartless. It does teach a very important lesson, you all, that, you know, our purchases have consequences. No, you're right. And you're that exactly right. the money that we spend uh, is often tied to how well a product's made or the value of that product. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you something else, um, a tool that's used a lot of times to teach kids about money, and that's the spend, share, mm-hmm. save, where we teach mm-hmm. our children, okay, you spend some, you share some with someone else, and then you save some. So mm-hmm. is there a recommended amount or percentage that should be put into each category? How do parents kind of decide uh, on the guidance, so to speak, how much should be spent, shared, and saved? That, that's a great question. I love the spend, save, share concept. Um, and what I also love, especially for young children, is making sure those spend, save, share um, containers are clear containers so they can see money grow visually. That's really important for young children. But to get back to your question, I think it depends on the age. Um, you know, for a very young child, I would say just do a third, a third, and a third. Okay. The concept that you're trying to drill in there is, all right, part of your money has to be put aside for saving. Part of it has to be shared because that's a value that we have as a family, and then part of it can be spent wisely. Um, there are some folks um, that have even suggested for very young children that you think about allowance denominations or allowance uh, groupings in terms of 75 cents. So instead of doing like a dollar allowance for a child, you give them 75 cents at a young age because they can easily put a quarter in spend, a quarter in save, a quarter in share. Oh, yeah. Now, when they get older, you can start talking about, you know, what what are our values around how much do we share? You know, are there some um, religious upbringings that influence that amount that we Mm -hmm. share? Um, So you could have those discussions when children are able to understand those higher level math concepts. But at the very beginning, I think just showing 
some goes in this one, some goes in this one, and some goes in this one is very important. More, more important, really, than the, the amount or percentage at a young age. And Chris, young children tend to like change because it, yes. it, look, it looks like more. <laughs> it makes noise. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, you know, some, some folks that, um, or I was reading a book, um, and this author suggested that even as a toddler, putting um, change into a plastic container and just letting the child shake it and make noise, it's this kind of sensory stimulation that they start to associate this change with noise, with happiness, with with all these kind of good emotions that it could start even at a young age. So yeah, they do. They do love change. <laughs> We're laughing because we the sound of money gives us good emotions too. <laughs> I don't think you grow out of that. I don't know. No. Like we know when payday is going to hit. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> So kind of to shift what we're talking about here, um, we've, we've touched on this a little bit, but a lot of adults are not really comfortable with, you know, the yeah. money talk, setting goals, money yeah. financial goals, or even budgeting, you know, just setting a monthly or a weekly budget for that matter. So there may be some hesitancy to talk to their children about this. So what yep. steps can, you know, adults or parents take to improve their own knowledge and help their children with this basic these basic concepts that really and truly, you know, are just part of growing up or should be, you know. That they really should be. And you all, I will say this. Adults will teach their children about money one way or the other. You're either going to instruct them outright, outright, or you're not going to say anything, and that teaches them about money in and of itself. You know, because money becomes this thing that, oh, we don't talk about. It's very taboo. It's hush-hush. Uh, it's only spoken in kind of, you know, closed circles and low tones. So as adults, I really think it is part of our job to bring up children that have money values that we as a family value. There are a lot of great resources that adults can use to brush up on their money skills. Again, I'll go back and say, as adults, we don't have to be experts. Our children are not going to come to us for uh, mutual fund advice. 401k <laughs> planning. <laughs> we really hope they don't come to us for mutual fund advice. I have to refer advice. them elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but some basic concepts, if you feel like you need to brush up on, you can easily find there's a great website um, by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, uh, CFPB. And if you just Google Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, kids, money, that's all you got to do. It'll come right up to their page. They have tons of tips on talking with children about money. They have tons of resources for awesome. us as caregivers to brush up on our own money skills as well. And they have children's books that actually introduce uh, concepts mm-hmm. of money mm-hmm. as well. So you can use those to bring up discussions. There's um, another great site that I would recommend in addition to the CFPB. Uh, and that is the America Saves site. I know you all uh, talked about this before, I'm sure, uh, in some of your classes and other things that you've done. But the America Saves site is a wonderful site for adults to brush up on their own financial literacy skills uh, to really give ourselves that boost of confidence that we need to have these discussions with our kids. 
Those wow. are two great sites. For and sure. I can tell you what I've learned from this discussion, and I'll just be honest, money should not be a hush-hush topic. Money should exactly. be talked about loud and proud in yes. your house. Exactly. That's exactly. the way we learn. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, you all, your kids are going to learn about money either from you or from somebody else, you know? Like and do you really things. want... Yeah. Do you really want the TV teaching them about money and money values? Because they're going to be heavily marketed to all through their lives and especially in childhood. And that's why I think it's a, it's a privilege as an adult to be able to teach children about money. Oh, I love the way that you just said that. It's a privilege. Yes, that's it a, is a privilege. It's not indeed. a burden. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. I love that, Chris. What an awesome discussion. Yes. Don't let your kids learn about money in the streets. You teach them. Exactly. You teach them about money at home. Yeah. Dr. Sneed, thank you, you so much for this discussion. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to Bring It Home. In the words of Mr. Bob Marley, live the life you love. And love the life you live. Take care. <laughs>